Well, yes, I definitely feel like doing what gives you pleasure is a massive, massive instigator for positive like output when it comes to your business and of course your career as well. Welcome to Careers in Fashion. Welcome to Careers in Fashion podcast, Business with Pleasure, with Trash and Factory and the Cast. You're with myself, Elaine Philpot, and Marilla Lacerda, Careers Consultants at Graduate Futures. And we're with guests today, Olivia Weber and Amos Etusi. So perhaps if you'd like to introduce yourselves, Olivia and Amos, um, and just tell us a little bit about who you are and your background. Hi, everyone. So I'm Olivia and I'm originally from Switzerland. I studied a BA in fashion in Basel, then decided that I wanted to desperately know more about sustainability. So I did the MA Fashion Futures at London College of Fashion. After that, I founded my own company called Trash and Factory. So actually, after I studied, I kind of did community workshops. I was a community tutor and then wanted to combine both of my passions of upcycling old clothes and teaching women and sharing skills. So I founded a community interest company and now I upcycle clothes and I teach upcycling. Amazing. Thank you, Olivia. And Amos? Hi, uh, my name is Amos. I am the co-founder of a company called The Cusp. Uh, we are also a social enterprise. A little bit of background about me. I went to university, studied actually civil engineering. Upon studying civil engineering, I caught the entrepreneurial bug and then uh, started my own like talent management company for a short while. And then upon graduating and then realizing I don't want to do engineering, I want to be in the creative industry, I started to look for opportunities within the working world. Then I made my transition into marketing. So I went from a market research company called C-Space to a marketing strategy company called MNC Saatchi, and then went on to Uber, where I am now as a content marketing manager, while still running the CUSP. And the CUSP is essentially a gateway for the next generation of diverse creatives to excel within fashion, film and television. And so we work with creatives from ethnic minority backgrounds, as well as working class women. But we do not negate anyone else or separate anyone else from joining our community. So if you're from a, a community that is vastly underrepresented and marginalized within these creative fields that we're in, we're more than happy to work with you. Amazing. Thank you. So as we said, this podcast is about trying to get a little bit more of an understanding around business with pleasure, what that means. So to start off this conversation, I guess this episode will focus a little bit more on developing insights into your values and how this can lead to cultivating a mindset that aligns with your personal pleasure as a pursuit to success. So if we sort of look at the idea of leveraging your personal values to achieve success, you're both early stage entrepreneurs you know, you started to develop your businesses, you've pivoted them, moved them in different directions. And I guess, you know, as along that path, you yourself has perhaps developed change. And I wanted to ask you, were you always aware of your personal values? Or was this something you developed? So perhaps uh, Olivia? Yeah, I think you kind of have your core values, but maybe at the beginning they weren't really thought out or weren't even thought. I think they were more feelings, feelings of what I liked doing, what I felt maybe more strongly connected with. And I think before I studied even, I already was interested in sustainability and the way people live their lives, like in our society was always really interesting to me. And then I think when you study, you 
you get to learn so much and you're kind of influenced from all kind of different aspects and you kind of learn and develop yourself and your your mind develops and I think maybe then I already thought after having studied sustainable fashion I came out and I was like oh like I have so many values like I want to do like ethical fashion I want to create local fashion and create the local industry and local jobs and work with women that are our mothers and that maybe don't really get the chance to to work at all because of the way women are seen in society and mothers are seen in society or just simply that it's really hard to be a mother and to to have a job at the same time and I guess I kind of developed all these things that I was really passionate about but then once you kind of start your business I think your values constantly develop because you learn more about yourself and how you like to live your life and what you're doing but then also you learn what's important in the field you're working in and then always kind of keeping those in mind and they have kind of constantly developed but then also not being I think I was at a point in my first business where I was very stuck to my values so it's almost <laughs> like I couldn't move anymore because I was just like I want to do this and I want to do everything perfect and everything is just so suffocating in a way so it's also good to kind of sometimes take a step back and realize that even though you might have those dreams and those things you you believe in but often starting with something is is something small and it can be quite little and the change you're making is maybe not as much but it's a first step and kind of knowing that this first step can develop into a lot more is important and so not kind of letting yourself yeah get carried away with worrying about your values too much is not a good thing either <laughs> yeah so it's kind of a case of market requirements what's practical in terms of making your business function as a business versus your values and as you said at the beginning that was perhaps holding you back a little bit was it quite hard to step away from that I think it's quite a difficult process even I'm giving maybe like a quick example I had kind of a a coaching with someone and we talked about photography and product photography and so I was like oh because I'm working with my community I would love to like take pictures of the different people in my community wearing my clothes and then obviously I thought like oh but it has to be then different ages because I don't want to be ageist and it has to be you know (laughs) yeah because I don't want to like just show skinny girls that are really young and but then it got actually actually I don't have that many product pictures I have to take and I because I'm just working on my own I and I'm not a photographer and it was just too hard to meet all these requirements and then I just turned back and was like okay you know what I'm gonna start out with just asking two of my best friends to come out on a day with me we take some nice pictures of my products and it's simple and easy and we start with that and then Mm -hmm my company growing you know I can always develop into more and getting my community involved more but I think it's it's okay to sometimes step back and believe it's okay to do like the simple thing first because it's what I can handle at the moment and then from that we can progress yeah amazing and I think that's really insightful you know because it's sort of adapting that shift from education into the business context isn't it and having to make those adjustments and um, Amos how about yourself did you 
feel that you were always sort of aware of your personal values or was this something that you developed as well? Yeah, it's a great question. And I, I plus one on everything that like Olivia has just mentioned in terms of like just starting small and then doing the simple things right. Because generally speaking, it, it tends to be a process in terms of finding your values, right? Because when you jump onto this journey of being an entrepreneur or setting up your first business, it's less of, okay, these are my values. On the board, I've got four. Let's make the world realise this. It's more so you move at a gut instinct. You start to realise that on that journey, it slowly moulds you into what your values are. So you can be in a conversation and you can be in a room and then someone said something and then you realise that doesn't resonate with your, your business. And so you start to realise, okay, cool, that doesn't resonate with my business. So therefore, this is what actually encapsulates the personality of what we're trying to portray here. So yeah, that is a brand value. And then you've got one box ticked off. So in terms of my journey and um, I guess formulating our brand values at, at the cusp, it's doing a first business, setting up the first business. And then of course, everything is like you do, you learn, you, you fail and then you repeat but then at the end of that phase is that you improve and so one thing that I've learned from that improvement phase is that it's allowed me to have conversations with creatives in the community to really understand okay what are the pain points that you're going through what are the issues that you're suffering from because as a, as a business the key purpose and your key existence is to find a solution for a problem that people are facing particularly as a social enterprise like that is your aim is to solve that problem and then also have a social impact so you need to understand who you're impacting and why you're impacting them. And I feel like generally for me, what's helped to build our values is not only my personality going into the business, but also my community as well and what they require and what they need as individuals. And so, yeah, it's just been an interesting journey just in general. And yeah, I feel like I've been kind of steered in a way whereby I've started to learn more about me as an individual as well. I've realized that I find joy in serving others. That's super important for me because if I was to like recite our values now, it's a case of authenticity, being personable, being informative and making sure that we're connected as well with the people that we work with and so it definitely aligns with my vision for the business and I feel like if there's anyone else that's trying to set up their own businesses they shouldn't rush into it that's what Olivia was also getting at you can't run a race that you need to actually walk it's a case of just building the steps slowly and getting comfortable with yourself um, and understanding who you are and that being an extension of your business and then understanding who your consumers are and then hopefully when you merge the two together kind of formulates what those values look like. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Um, and it's interesting to hear both of your perspectives. And it definitely sounds like there's some sort of parallels there as well. And it's interesting what you raised up there about the sense of how you've your a personal value for you, but also is very supportive in your business in terms of having joy in serving others. And I think the word joy is really interesting because it brings us on to this concept of business mm. pleasure. And there is a societal rise in the term pleasure as a move on and development from the term resilience. So there's lots of conversations around this. There's lots of different mindsets of thinking about this. And this is a trend that focuses on developing a mindset for what gives us pleasure as a way of navigating our career and lifestyle choices. And in terms of your career and developing your business, is this something that you could uh, identify with as a concept? I mean, I, I can see that you, you probably would, Amos, from what you've spoken about. Yeah. First things first, that was a great segue from my joy into the, into the <laughs> section. Uh, but second of all, yes, I definitely feel like in terms of doing what gives you pleasure is a massive, massive 
instigator for positive like output when it comes to your business and of course your career as well I definitely felt like particularly after the year that we just had being in this pandemic and being stuck at home and unfortunately not being able to build relationships with people or spend time with our loved ones that if there's anything that I'm doing it has to have purpose and then that purpose drives me to want to really excel in that role so even if I'm staying at home or happen to be locked in my room for the foreseeable future I actually love getting out of my bed in the morning I actually love the impact that I'm making in people's lives just finding pleasure in that process because one of the things that tends to sway people sometimes is like when you have a business idea or you have a career focus like your focus is on getting to the destination but then one thing that you realize when you get to that destination is that the joy wasn't in getting to the destination the joy was in the process and so having love for that process and having great Um, joy in that process is super important and so like if I was to talk about both lines whether you're looking at my career uh, within marketing for me the the very thing that interested me in that whole process was the fact of understanding how brands operate uh, understanding the messages that they're trying to get across and then when selecting roles that I wanted to really like actually take up within like say for example Uber the key thing for me is how can I change the perspective or perception of say drivers on our platform how can I make the general public realize that we actually do positive things despite some of the negative that you see out there and just to tell real like authentic and real stories of drivers that are actually going above and beyond for their local communities like you have some drivers that have saved people from burning cars you've got drivers that have taken uh, women that have basically given birth in the back of their vehicles to the hospital and actually stayed in the hospital with them during the whole process just being in those kind of conversations and actually having the opportunity on authority to tell those stories as a marketer is super important to me and like that's joy in that work and then also from the cusp side of things like being able to see like creatives from the very early stages of their career who aren't able to put even two pence together to get a project live eventually supporting them on that journey even as small as it may be in terms of just creating a connection with them creating a connection or introduction for them so they can essentially I guess become like managed by some of the best companies in the world like we've managed to get someone signed to a a literacy agency called United Agents and like just being a part of that journey is just super exciting super important on your journey if you're thinking about this whole pleasure mindset and business with pleasure point that you raised oh that's brilliant Amos you point out such interesting topics Olivia would you mind giving us some examples of when you have applied this pleasure mindset to your career development well first of all I wanted to say like Amos, I connected with so many points that you just brought up. About, like having a purpose and following this purpose is so, so important. Um, and also doing things for others really takes like everything away from it just being about you, I think. But then obviously personal pleasures are really important because you're living your life. So one example for me, how I got my personal pleasures into my work and into my career is that I've always really followed my heart with what I really enjoy doing. So actually the way I built my business model, I didn't actually look very much into like the fashion industry or how things are working there or the businesses that exist. I mean, of course I did research, but I looked into myself and I realized, oh, I really love making, like the act of making and upcycling and taking something that was broken and old and reviving it and giving it this kind of new opportunity for life. And then seeing this old piece 
shine just brought me so much joy. Yeah, then I started giving community workshops and then working with women in my community that don't have very many opportunities and just seeing them being in my workshops and really just talking about ordinary things and just showing them how to put a jacket together and how much this changed the way they saw themselves and how it built so much confidence in them and how we just had this relationship and this weekly meeting where we connected was so powerful and again so those two things I really really enjoyed and then I decided okay hey I can bring both those elements into my business I can create an upcycle and then make sure that everything I do has a social purpose and can impact women in my community so they can get kind of the same feeling I get from making. So really, when I build my business models, I just followed what I like doing and what I want to spend my days doing. And then at the same time, especially over the last few months, being in lockdown, you are there in your day. Like there's no other influences mostly. It's you. You and your laptop or you and your work. And I actually got really into listening more to my body and this is maybe slightly a different topic but I started reading about menstrual cycles and like how hormones influence the way you live your life and you kind of get your energy your motivation your focus maybe your strength in reflecting strength in reading strength in doing admin and I kind of started really looking into how my body works and how kind of my personal schedule works and then really adjusting how my body feels and how this works well to my work and my tasks and since I've been doing this every day is a lot more mindful because I know not every day has to be this day where you do everything and you have energy to be social and to work a lot now in my schedule there's days planned in that are more reflective and that are kind of there for taking care of myself as well so kind of really having a holistic life and work balance I think is really important and then makes you work more pleasurable and you then just really see how your work improves so much yeah that's so true Olivia so we can see that pleasure mindset is something that can be really useful and can be life-changing for us but at the same time we can see there are some challenges to overcome I would say old habits so my question for both of you could you share a little bit of the challenges you faced and you had to overcome when you starting to try to connect this mindset of um, having a more pleasure overall approach to both career and personal life this is a tough question i would say the first thing that comes to mind would be like finances as well right when you're doing business uh, and you're enjoying the process you still need to realize that you are a business and the business needs to make money and so one of the limitations sometimes especially when you haven't got any startup funding or any grants is basically those startup costs and so finding ways in order to change from that creative mind frame into that operational financial mind frame is very very difficult um, because you want to have that pleasure of the journey you realize that this is a, a must-have within that process that you're on uh, and to be perfectly honest with you I don't really like excel spreadsheets and so having to see numbers all the time in sheets is, is, <laughs> yeah. is a pain of mine so 
I think that's one of the things that I've had to adapt and get used to. And of course, like bringing people onto the team has helped because when you can bring on people that are better than you at that specific thing, it kind of relieves that pressure a little bit. And then you can focus on the things that give you pleasure on the journey. That's one of the things that has been a limitation, but I've found a way by bringing the right people in in order to relieve that friction for me. Yeah, I think it's a journey. It's not something that you can just work out overnight, right? You need to start slowly and then gradually building up a new way of doing things. Yeah, for sure. I think I felt that a lot because I think I grew up, for example, in a family that's very work orientated. So it's all about being very efficient, doing the best you can all the time. And I think we are in this society that is like very capitalist and very focused on being your best person all the time. And I think when you're an entrepreneur, you you kind of learn that you just can't be the best person you are all the time. And that's very unrealistic. And then even the way you just plan your weeks and plan your work can be quite tough sometimes because other people expect for you to always give your best and always work the hardest. And I think especially when you start your career, it's really hard sometimes to find pleasure in what you do. I think there is such little opportunities for everyone nowadays and it's so hard to find them and then also something that I find in the creative industry especially at the beginning is that you aren't really paid well so not at all and there's so many expectations of people saying like oh yeah of course come and collaborate with me on this project and you then give your heart and your pleasure, but you're not being paid for it. And at the beginning, you have to do that so often and you have to, but also then learn, I think, when to say no and be like, actually, then coming back to the values, looking at your values and where you want to go. And does this thing that someone asks you to do really align with your values? And do you really want to do it and have to do it? And how many unpaid jobs can you afford to do or are they really worth it and i think that's something really really tough at the beginning yeah. and to add to that olivia as well just to unpick the point that you made at the very beginning around like like family one of the key things that i i've re- also realized especially being I'm, I'm of nigerian descent and like the first generation in this country to actually go to university and study course that of course my parents wanted me to do but then transition into a creative industry is another challenge because if you love doing creative work but you come from a background whereby doing creative work isn't deemed as a a career option that will generate a lot of income because they've never seen it and that's not their fault they've never seen it from where they've come from whether that's uh, in places in Africa or Nigeria to be specific from from my perspective becomes a burden because sometimes you you have to eventually do things for the acceptance of your family or you're seeking the validation because we live in a world whereby people constantly seek validation and the closest people to us are parents and so you always more often than not want to make them feel proud if they don't feel happy with the decisions you've made even though you find pleasure in it then it comes to a tough crossroad as to do I predict the the pleasure of myself in terms of that journey and sticking to my values as you mentioned and being happy doing what I'm doing or am I actually picking the pleasure of my parents and my my heritage and my family and to make them feel happy because that's the main thing that's on my mind at the detriment of actually my own pleasure so it's a it's an interesting crossroad and I feel like it's just another challenge that some creatives tend to face as well. 
Yeah, thank you. It's a really interesting point, actually. And it brings me on quite nicely to thinking about, I mean, we've talked very broadly about your experiences, you know, your own personal values, your concept of the pleasure mindset, how that has influenced you, both positively impacted you and kind of some of the challenges. And uh, Amos, you sort of talking about that in terms of sort of how you grow and develop as a person and that influence of your background and your sort of family and heritage. And, and I think earlier on, uh, Olivia you sort of mentioned that you'd had some coaching and I wondered how were there any sort of specific points from graduating and moving into developing these businesses where you have used particular modalities around coaching I know at UAL we have something called MyCAF which is online process that you can sort of work through to analyze your strengths areas that you might want to develop understand yourself better from a sort of personal development perspective and I just wanted to ask is there anything that stood out to you that was a bit of a game changer or really influenced you to sort of understand your own personal values a little bit better yeah so I think there is a lot of interesting opportunities at UAL where you can apply for different kind of coaching or accelerator programs or where you get mentoring in branding I think it's always really important to kind of especially once you done studying to keep up with the postgraduate newsletters because they inform you about all these opportunities and I think they are really helpful I guess just giving you the time to reflect and also somehow the tools to reflect on on what you want to do and where you want to go and even if it's like talking about branding and marketing like that is so close to who you are especially in a world now where it seems like the more authentic and the more you you are the the more people connect with you thinking about branding and marketing I learned a lot about myself and it doesn't necessarily mean it, this has to be you in front of the camera on social media all the time it just means learning how you want to use social media or newsletters or whatever medium you want to use to show who you are. I think something that one of my teachers once said that really connected with me is also you just have to find your like 4% of the world population that's mm -hmm. kind of interested in what you do and has the same kind of interest and once you found that it's like that's already your career because that's already a lot of people not even sometimes so much about finding your customer because I think this is where I struggled a lot at the beginning and I was like oh but I want to do do menswear and womenswear and because I find the concept of unisex really interesting and and so this then but in a weird way held me back and once I started really just more focusing on what I would wear and what I like wearing and it's kind of on a very personal level everything started to be much easier because people could just kind of relate to me as a person and me and what I'm wearing just really doing even just online classes I mean there's so much online on like for example future learn and mm -hmm. things like that or little even just YouTube videos of people that are have their own brands and maybe share how they do their things just kind of really watching them but then not only just trying to follow what they do but just kind of seeing how they thought about themselves and then develop that because they it works for them then kind of similarly looking at yourself and then kind of doing the same process yeah amazing thank you and Amos how, how about yourself was there a particular approach or a particular modality of sort of developing yourself that was a big influence on you 
I tend to take the approach of fail fast, fail big, right? And mm-hmm. with that approach, it's essentially looking at, okay, what in this journey that I'm on can I do uh, and what can I try to achieve and what are the opportunities that can allow me to achieve that so a great point that Olivia made was like utilizing resources that are existingly out there whether that's YouTube or just reading blogs seeing that approach and then test it trial it if it works then brilliant if it doesn't work then how can you improve or how can you iterate in order for you to get to that next phase because one of the things that we as entrepreneurs also realize is that we're going to a place whereby in our minds and uh, this place that we visualize they always talk about having a vision that we've never been to before and there's no specific blueprint for it because what someone else does is not essentially what you need to do to get to where you want to be and so in order to really like enjoy the ride and make sure that um, you're doing all that you can do it's just essentially like just trying to do as much as you can and think smart as well in terms of the choices that you're making but you won't know they're smart choices until you actually put yourself out there so again just going back to that whole point of failing fast and failing big so that failing big point is like we should never ever limit ourselves you can only do so much with so many resources like if you don't have the money it puts a limitation but you set that limitation right so you can having no money can give you that insight that you need to say okay cool I need to be super creative with this what kind of um, resources can I pull in potentially for free in order to achieve the goal and even if it's not that exact goal how can I get close to that goal and once I get close to that goal then it's brilliant I can do this with no funds imagine now when they give me funds what I'll be able to achieve and so that's been my learning curve and that's how I've kind of gone on my journey but then also just to reiterate as well like having mentors is is invaluable like they have a wealth of experience that can guide you on your journey and one of the things that I've learned is that I talk about failing fast and failing big but on the other hand you don't need to fail or don't need to make a mistake if you can learn from someone else's mistakes right and so having people around you having people that have been there been on their journeys and taken the step the leap themselves can be a massive massive um, support system for you those are the two kind of key things that i would suggest thank you amos this was brilliant we are coming to an end but before we go we'd like to listen to uh, a little bit of advice from both of you students who are entering the sector at this particular time we know it's not been easy for those who are graduating could you share some advice for their first steps what I would really say at the beginning, and it sounds a bit lame, but just be patient <laughs> because starting your your career just takes a long time um, and, and connect, finding the right people to collaborate with and to connect with and finding your passion and your values is something slow and it's not going to just happen tomorrow. And as Amos said, like the more you, mistakes you make, the better, honestly, like I've pivoted so much in my career already and um, but I think that's what makes you an entrepreneur if you're patient you change direction when you have to you learn from yourself and just be really open to what's out there and and also don't despair I think what I've learned at the beginning there is so much around you already that you can connect with and sometimes it's just about going to talk to the business that's down your street or connect with someone working in a coffee shop there is so much around you that you can utilize even if you have no connections and no money like go out there and talk 
I love these questions because then I can just basically open this book of like quotes that I have. Um, <laughs> so dipping into the book of quotes that I have, I've picked three. So um, I would say the first one, which is very similar um, to what Olivia just mentioned, which is if you rush it, you'll ruin it. Making sure that you, you take your time with your journey. Also in that same breath, also saying that delay is not denial. So just because you haven't got it now doesn't mean that it won't come. There's a time and place for everything. Um, and timing is super important because if you want it now, you probably are not ready for it. But when it does come, you probably will be ready for it based on the mistakes that you've made and the learnings that you've had. That would be the first one. Second one would be don't share your intentions for validation. Sometimes we feel like if you have a business idea or a career journey that you want to take, the first people you want to tell are your friends um, and family. And that's great because you're letting them know that you're on this journey. But you don't necessarily need to get validation from them. And the reason why I say that is because some people don't know where you're going and they're resting all your morals and all your efforts and all your thoughts onto what they say next. If it's negative, can stifle your growth. So just be very, very conscious about who you share with. And then lastly is uh, walk with purpose. So in anything that you do, you need to, as they always say, say why with every single decision that you're making, um, why with every single conversation that you're having, I think that will help to cut out some of the excess stuff that you don't really need to be spending time doing if you say why to every single thing that you um, put yourself in or conversations that you have or uh, scenarios that you find yourself in. So amazing thank you and i think we'll just leave it there because that was such a fantastic ending from both of you in terms of those tips and pieces of advice so thank you so much amos and olivia it's been a pleasure talking with you thank you thank you